Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we've got a hoops palate cleanser for you, courtesy of Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can bet five bucks back and get 200 bucks back in bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. And enjoy the day. Savor the flavor because we have a football respite for just a moment as we've got hoops on the brain today. We're going to hear from Texas Tech men's basketball head coach Grant McCaslin coming up on a couple of different fronts. Chris, get to some things that have stood out to him so far on the offensive and defensive ends of the floor. And a scrimmage in the books now that he shared some thoughts on for the Red Raiders as well. But before we get to that, Obviously, Chris is back on the call once again. And Chris, I know you're always willing to make a pit stop to talk Red Raider hoops. And this is as interesting of a start to a season as we've had in quite some time. Unfortunately, a coaching change not too long ago to experience. But this one really feels like you're absolutely turning a page. Fresh start, whatever cliches you want to throw in, right, with Grant McCaslin taking over Red Raider basketball. Yeah, I mean it, it is. Uh, it, well, it's a new league, I think, which adds some yeah. some intrigue. I mean, you've got some new conference foes uh, that will be coming into Lubbock, and you've got a a, a big staff and a, and a I don't know a lot of new pieces, uh, as is the case with with a lot of uh, college basketball and college football programs these days. Uh, to get to know, uh, and and I think you're trying to figure out, okay, who this who this team will be, how, how good can they be, or are they going to struggle? I mean, what, what's what's the identity? I mean, all these things, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's because uh, their first game, November the 8th, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's 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 getting closer. And there is there is a lot of mystery, but there's a lot of excitement, too. I think that's what is intriguing, and I think that it's fair to say, uh, and anybody that questions it, I would I would just – I just don't think you're paying attention – toughest league in the country again and that makes for for fun january and february unless unless you lose like eight in a row like you did last year (laughs) that's absolutely correct (laughs) um a little bit later on in the week before we get to the weekend we will return to basketball we're not going to get to the two-step with the aggies that the red raiders have going on specifically here today but join us later in the week as we'll get ready for that coming up this weekend this is more so a broader off-season kind of perspective we'll dive into here today you see it on the screen go to guys on the offensive end the defensive end and he'll mention some newcomers in those conversations chris and it is going to be uh handy to have a, a game program or roster nearby When we tip off the season, there's no question because you have in many, many ways, in large part, transformed your roster. But before we get to some of those specifics and individual mentions, Chris, let's get to this because these closed door scrimmages are always interesting to kind of know what's come out of them, who won, who lost, what was the approach for either team, obviously, and Texas Tech. Uh, got busy with the minors of UTEP in one of these settings not too long ago. And 
Recently, Coach McCaslin was asked about some takeaways from that gathering. The guys at UTEP, Joe Golding does a tremendous job. Uh, I mean, I love to play against someone that's physical. I mean, I think if you're going to say where where do we need to improve, probably needs to be in our ability to rebound. We've made big strides in that area. I mean, I walked away knowing that, hey, we can team rebound and we'll get better. And, and that was a big emphasis going into the game. And I felt like we, we've we responded and gotten better there. So my, my biggest takeaway was, hey, physicality is going to be where we need to improve the most. And we took a step in the right direction. Joe Golding obviously came from Abilene. And, and you know, they pulled off that upset against Texas. And I think that's just kind of been his thing is but they just roll the sleeves up and, and just try to fight you, you know, uh, does wherever he's kind of <laughs> coached. That's, that's just his style. He, he's very animated and like just, you know, he's into it and all those things. He coaches every possession. So, you know, that that's a that's a regional matchup. And I, I do think um, I, I think that the Big 12 was all about like toughness and rebounding and then some of those little things, because if you get punked, you know, on, on a Tuesday night in Norman or or whatever, I mean, it doesn't matter how many shots are going in. A lot of times if you get punked on the glass, man. Not not going to go well for you. You know, two years ago you out rebounded everybody. Last year you could not rebound anybody. <laughs> right, <clears throat> and and that was kind of a, a tale. I mean, lots of good things the the two years pr- you know prior, but then a lot of bad things last year that went along with those uh, the the rebounding things like that. But I was even told uh, I saw it reported that you won this scrimmage by ten. I was actually told you won it by five. I was also told that I uh, believe uh, that they called Joe Golding for a technical foul in this game. You're uh, kidding. The UTEP, the UTEP head coach, I pr- I promise you. Was it an um, old college buddy just messing with him? Or I, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, I think the referees were trying to, like, be real serious about it, apparently. Um, and so, like, whoa. Um, yeah. So, it wasn't, it wasn't the ref show because there was nobody there to see it. Good stuff. But like, hey, coach, be quiet. I'm going to sit down. And you can literally hear everything that everybody's saying in these quiet, closed-door scrimmages because there is nobody there other than the, the team <laughs> yeah. team personnel. So, uh, but, you know, I, I think you got, yeah, you, you you probably got some things out of it. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about uh, later in the week, you know, you're playing in Denton. I think yep. it's on Sunday, uh, you know, and part of a doubleheader for the Maui Relief uh, Fund. And so just to kind of a cause and people get to go to it and all that stuff. So, Well, one thing that he mentioned there, and he mentioned it specifically in the context of rebounding, but team rebounding, team defense, team offense, team transition, team whatever. Chris, you got to have it. Synergy, chemistry. I'm sure that is probably, you know, objective number one, I guess, this offseason as you're trying to bring a roster together is really get these guys uh, to be together. And I don't know. I know we've kind of gotten used to, I guess, some offseason turnover uh, with the way that things have evolved in college sports last handful of years or so. But is this the biggest turnover yet compared to some handful of years gone by for Tech men's basketball? Or is it just more of something similar? Because this feels like a pretty large one. And we've had some large ones, I guess. Yeah. You, you know, was was last year not um... – like like last off season maybe with with like I don't know yeah. what was it five or six freshmen and then you brought in Fardaws and and uh, I mean heck I'm I'm trying to remember the returners last year the returners last year would have just been Kevin O'Banner and um, Bacho Bacho was uh, had like two Jaylen, and a half Jalen Tyson you know there there was just a small so I think last year was actually bigger I think that. Yeah. 
but but this was uh th- this roster and and we followed it all summer. You weren't really sure who was going to stay, and 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 that was because you know did they want to stay? Did did Coach McCaslin and his staff want them to stay? And I think that right. there 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 was some you know differences of opinion there, uh, and then. And even if we want you to stay, maybe you don't want to stay. Or, hey, maybe you want to stay, but we don't want you to. You know, there, there's all right. kinds of ways that that played out uh, because, you know, Jalen Tyson is elsewhere. Bacho is elsewhere. Fardos is elsewhere. And, and on and on it went. Uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you, you lost one to DePaul uh, as well uh, that, that I thought I thought we like uh, Elijah Fisher. So, mm. I, I but I, I wasn't sure what the – like – you know how how many you know would would stay ultimately, but this there is some turn, and I think you needed some some uh, influx. Sure, I mean we we were because I mean you look at it and like you're I mean, we start talking about your roster and your team. I mean you, Warren Washington, Devin Cambridge, Darian Williams, Chance McMillan, Joe Toussaint, uh, on and I mean like th- those are really the guys that you kind of look to to say. Okay, we, we, yeah, we sprinkle a little Pop Isaacs in there. You sprinkle in a little Lamar, Lamar Washington, a little Robert Jennings, a little Kyron Lindsey, on and on. But, I mean, it's those new guys that are the oldest guys that it's going to kind of take this thing where you would like for it to go or or not be able to take it where everybody would like for it to go. But it's it's those influx of transfers that all have gone and, and played in the NCAA tournament prior to the, to, to this year. Uh, that, that that it'll be their team. I'm glad you mentioned some of those individual names because Coach McCaslin is going to do the same. Let's get to some of those standouts so far to this point uh, in the offseason. In his eyes, offensively or defensively, yet to be seen really what the identity is going to be on either end of the floor, but we know that we want this program, and I think Coach McCaslin wants this program to be rooted in a defensive identity. But let's start on the offensive end, Chris, because we asked the question a lot a season ago, who are you drawing it up for if you need a final bucket or something like that? I was shocked, frightened, and appalled at how quickly I got to a freshman and Pop Isaacs, like being my choice. Like, yeah, why not? Just roll it out there with Pop. He's giving us as good of a chance as anybody. That's not what you want for a guy who's doing it uh, as early on as he is. But it was a question really throughout the year. It's going to be a question heading into this season. And in that type of context, Coach McCaslin was asked about some offensive standouts. Here's what he had to say. First, today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. And in this day and age, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones when hit with the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical is offering the Jace Case. The Jace Case includes five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind. So you're not just hoping for access to medication during an emergency. With Jace Medical and the Jace Case, what you need is is already in hand. And with shortages, pandemics, reliance on China, and general supply chain issues, you need to be prepared now more than ever. So to do just that, head to jasonmedical.com where the process is simple. Just fill out a form and bam, prescription, life-saving medications are headed to your door. And right now, save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code locked on at checkout. Again, that's jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com, and the code is locked on for an added $20 off at 
checkout and don't be caught unprepared with the jace case from jace medical today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, america's number one sports book and the official sports book of locked on and fall is in the air helmets are on heads briskets are on smokers and the action is with america's number one sports book and there's never been a better time to join in on that action than right now because new FanDuel customers can bet only five dollars and get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets Guaranteed. So dive in and join in on the fun with FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on all things under the sports sun. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And sign up today to bet 5 bucks and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Coach McCaslin was asked about some offensive standouts. Here's what he had to say. You know, the guys that have the most experience in the Big 12 are Pop and Joe. I mean, both those guys being ball handling guards, both of them have the ability to create for themselves and others. And I, I think that would that would be where we start and where you go from there kind of depends on matchups and time and score, uh, what you need. Uh, but those two guys have led us up to this point. The college game is, is about guards. Like, and especially, you know, in the shot clock, uh, you know, when we start seeing more uh, faster paced and, and or, or, or like in Grant's case last year, you know, it was a slower pace, but it came down to his, his guard that's now at Kansas State. And, and, and typically that's, that's who ends up with the ball in their hands. That's who can get to the rim and get fouled. That's who can play make for somebody else. That's who can extend their range and pull the trigger. It, but they they get to decide these games at the end a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times. And I think that that's the that's the reality of Texas Tech's situation this year is that your two best options there are going to be six foot guards, you know. And 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 I think that you've got they're both very talented. And and I think Joe is the, like he's from the New York City man. I mean he's tough. He's been through it. His body is right. He's not going to be intimidated on the road. But I don't think you'll ever get to a point where you say, hey, man, here's the ball. Go get me 25, please. Like, uh, uh, you know, that's just not who he is. <laughs> I think some nights he's going to be one of these guys. Look, and, and there's another thing, too. You, you will take a – the hope is that every player kind of takes this step. I, I failed to mention the two guys a second ago. We're talking about the roster and, like, Kerwin Walton and Demarion Williams. You know, I, I just I forget about those guys sometimes because last year you wouldn't have had to play as many true freshmen if those guys were kind of could have come along quicker or been a bigger had a bigger impact. But you they, they weren't, and so you had to you know play a lot of freshmen instead. You you would you would think that a guy like Joe Toussaint maybe takes a bit of a, a step uh, forward offensively and, and can kind of do a few more things just because he's. It's like each year you want you want to think that that's how it works. Not always, but right, you know. And and I, I say that you know maybe Kerwin and Demorion can do that too. But um, you, you would think Pop Isaacs can do the same and also maybe eliminate some of those uh, turnovers that he had with with those issues. And Grant has talked about that. You know, he throws it to the other team a bit too much. And again, that's just kind of his. He plays a little freer and he's kind of loose with the ball sometimes. And it's like, why were you not looking for that pass? But it's like you know, I mean, one of those kinds of things. But those are that—that's that's the reality of it, uh, Casey. I mean, you know, when you you start talking about go-to guys, 
I mean, I, I think that you could have, you know, your your Cambridges and your McMillans and Waltons or whoever off the ball in some of these scenarios to kind of help you out at the end of a game, but they aren't they aren't creating or facilitating that. They would be on the the receiving end and like, you know, shooting it, you know, in the corner or whatever. So, but that, that's kind of really, that kind of sums up maybe my, I don't want to say concern, but my biggest question mark about this team. We saw it last year with uh, yeah. Pop and Davion Harmon, two smallish guards being kind of your, your, your lone playmakers in a land of giants and a land of age uh, in like the big 12 is it can be tough at times. Um, doesn't mean all the time, but it can be tough at times. Uh, no question. You have to expect that that's going to be the experience. Uh, once again, if that's what you've got to rely on, here's my brilliant uh, fifth dimension idea. Just blow them out, you know, be ahead by 10 or 15. Who cares who's shooting the ball at the end? It's not going to matter. Consider it, mull it over, roll it around in the old noggin and see what you can do with it. That's a free idea from Locked On Texas Tech. Okay, let's get to the other end of the floor. He was asked about some of what he's seen from his team defensively and again about a standout or someone that's getting his attention on that end of the floor. First, today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors, and they've got everything you need to maintain your vehicle and keep that ride-or-die ride alive or elevate your car's game to the next level of performance. Whatever you're looking for, they got it at the right prices. Superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, exhaust kits, and accessories of all kinds to fit your style, whether it's speed, power, or design you're into, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your two, three, or four-wheeled baby. Just head over to ebay.com motors where you're going to always find exactly what you're looking for and at no risk because of eBay's guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit just right every time or it's your money back, keeping you burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to keep your ride-or-die ride on the road and moving your life forward at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. He was asked about some of what he's seen from his team defensively, and again about a standout or someone that's getting his attention on that end of the floor. You know, I think our, our team defense has improved significantly. I mean, honestly, I think Devin Cambridge has the ability to be an elite defender in our league. And his athleticism, his instincts, his nose for the ball, I mean, really has been tremendous. So I wouldn't be afraid to put him on anybody at the end of the game if we needed a big stop. And I think Cambridge was a huge uh, addition to your team. I, I think um, there's a couple things here. Team defensively, I think you will be much better – than last year because last year I don't think you had any kind of rim protection. I think Bacho showed you flashes in November and early December when he was kind of healthy. I think I remember you, you, you go to Fort Worth, he gets uh, it, it, it right before maybe it was on New Year's Eve even, and, and he, he was kind of sick and under the weather, barely played. He would get hurt right after that with a finger, you know, trying to block a, a shot on the rim at the end of a game. And then, really, honestly, he was just never right or never the same player that we would see after that. Fardal Zamak not offering you up any rim protection, rim protection whatsoever. Warren Washington, however, will. I think there, there's a lot of uh, – I'm not saying he's Tariq Owens, but this is somebody that's taller and longer, and, and I think he's got some shot-blocking ability. And I think, without question, that helps the whole thing. 
just because of the threat uh, of of protecting the rim. And like, how many shots do you discourage from even being taken? You know, right. when, when somebody penetrates the lane, or how many times do you see it a floater? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it up a little higher than I normally would have. Just again, just because he's there, and and I think that helps. But like Devin Cambridge, these are the guys that I would love for for Texas Tech basketball to major in because this is what this is the kind of player that got you to the Sweet 16 two years ago. You want to be a really good defensive team, load up on six 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 seven athletic, you know positionless type guys. This is who Devin Cambridge is. This is why I'm, I'm very big on Darian Williams too. The, the, they're kind of the, they're different, but they're, they're similar uh, players, but yeah, Cambridge is somebody that he can, he can guard the one through five, I think uh, in, in a, in a, I don't know for long term, if he's, you want him guarding, you know, the post or, or somebody running the point, but I think you get what I'm saying. I think he can, you know, as Grant says, you can put him on on anybody on the floor. That's what makes guys like that so valuable. If they have any offensive skills whatsoever, and Cambridge does, these are guys, boy, that you just love because you can do so many different things with, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter what the other team is doing. You you can handle it because it it's it's a it's a Swiss Army knife type comparison. It's like yeah. I I got, I got everything you need, man. <laughs> what are you, I, you know, I'm joking a little bit about the tempo conversation a moment ago, but really what are you anticipating as far as the vision of what they want? We all know that you're going to have to deal with reality and getting hit in the mouth when you actually get there and the lights come on, but if they could have it their way, what type of vision is it? I, I think, uh, I, I think Grant will be the first one to tell you they played it really slow the last couple of years at North Texas because that gave them the best chance to win. I think he will tell you, and we'll see what it looks like, but he will tell you, hey, we can't do that here. You know, we can't, and 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 that does not give us the best chance to win. Not that it won't get slowed down on occasion, but I think what he would tell you about his team right now is he really likes the athleticism. I think that he feels like the best asset for them is to get up and down the floor. Um, I think he's been asked recently, too, about – you, you know, how, how how slow will your pace be and all these things? And he's like, well, if, if our defense, you know, can get, you know, create some turnovers and get some stops, we ought to be a really – so he's kind of putting it on the defense a little bit to get to get out and run. But I, I know – I know they've done they've done a lot of these drills that they they call it I think three and three. Um, it's like it when you force a miss, you want to be at the other three point line in three seconds. The ball you want the ball, you know, to the three point line in three seconds. When you think about that, that's my, that's that's not just somebody dribbling at that, but it's yeah. like boom boom boom. I mean, like and and then we're 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 game on. You know, like we're putting yeah. pressure on you. I think this may have been like a Dave Smart uh, type thing. Uh, he, he's a big time defensive coach, but he's also got a lot of offensive, you know, brain power there. That I think uh, it, it should be a lot of fun because Grant knows defense. Grant knows what this is supposed to look like. I, I think it's also funny too. I hope people understand this. You know, you, you've you've been you've had this this what we would call side defense for the last couple of years. Typically, what well, you 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 down ball screens, you force people to the baseline, the help rotates over, and what we see is we see a lot of red raiders, and it drives the opposition crazy, especially when you were really good at it. You take a lot of charges. Mm -hmm. You know, you've almost made a living on taking charges. Um, 
referees would I think and almost like officiate it like man I'm gonna I'm gonna almost officiate intent here they're trying to lean over and do the right thing and taking a charge which is a toughness kind of play so no, nobody just generally likes to yeah I'll step up and take a charge and get whacked and, and fall down and all that stuff that's not typically what somebody's wanting to do so referees would almost reward the behavior uh, <laughs> even if you weren't completely set a lot of times they've changed the rule and they're saying that, boy, these a lot of this is going to be called a block. So you can't play defense necessarily the way that you've played it before uh, with that same style. How the adjustments are made, I'm not smart enough to figure out some of that yet. I guess we'll see it play out. But I would also just throw that up when you start talking about identity and how how what kind of defense you'll play or how fast you're playing offense. I want to yep. I want to make sure that I mention the. May, may not look to take as many charges as you have in the past. Might have seen that reported out there this week and some commenting uh, on that this week, uh, talking about, I think it was a rules official that reviewed 100 charges from last year or something like that, and he said 98 of them would be blocks this year, which was just kind of insane to hear and made me think as a Tech fan, okay, I guess I'm glad that we've moved away from the era of 50 charges in a game, even though I loved it. By the way... Uh, I'm I'm already annoyed. We hadn't even tipped it off, and I'm pissed off about this. This is so frustrating, Chris, because this lies at the feet of inept officials. This lies at the feet of inept officials who are too dim-witted, I guess, to figure out what's a charge or not. Why has flopping been so pervasive in this recent era? Because the officials rewarded it. Not because LeBron woke up as a softer human being and thought, I love to flop. Because the officials rewarded it. They can't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. What has been a part of basketball for decade upon decade upon decade upon decade, all of a sudden, we can't figure it out. Change the game. How do we change the game? We're going to err on the side of just not freaking calling it. And that annoys me because what a charge is, is a battle for position on the floor. Who got there first? That's all it is. That's all it is. And a guy falling on his butt is only demonstrative in the way that it suggests, I got there first. That's my spot on the floor. And it's not the player's fault. It's not like an era of great floppers being born's fault that it has become so pervasive. It's the official's fault that they can't freaking figure it out. And I guess now we just decided, I eh, take it out of the game. It's too hard. Where am I going right? Where am I going wrong? How do you see this, Chris? Well, and was it, was it a... A safety issue on why they ultimately. Oh, uh, sure, to, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I, I have I, not I really, seen that, but it yeah, I really don't me. know why they felt the need to, or if it's just too hard of. I don't know what what the re, I, and and I did know. I did remember this was a subtle change a couple of years ago. They did say, you know, when when a player offensive player leaves his feet, you can't slide under there and then you know take the charge and i and i i i understand that but like this sure. this latest one i don't i don't know i guess the reasoning um you know i i, I don't know because <laughs> there's still safety i'm gonna be so yeah much. they, they haven't right. eliminated a call uh because no. they're still saying that we'll just call it a block you know so right. and, and i don't know is this is this more to promote offense and speed the game up like kind of get more points on the board i mean because typically most most rules in in sports typically favor more offense in general more yeah. runs being scored in baseball it really slants toward the offense in football 
you know, like the especially in the NFL, like with pass interference and like it's a spot foul. Like, you know, you barely touch the guy. Wait, well, hey, man, I deemed it a personal foul. You get it at the one yard line. You know, I mean, it's it's like, you know, your defensive coordinator, you're like, this is a nightmare. But so I, I wonder if that is if that's to promote more trying to attack the basket and like less perimeter you know, oriented. So, you know, it, it'll, oh my you know, gosh. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, don't, totally I know you're just spitballing, yeah. but yeah, I have no idea, but it's so pitiful that I think so many of these things could be true. Like, Oh, they're too <laughs> afraid to go to the basket. So we don't get as much offense. It's a change. I mean, no. it, it is. And I think that I just, it, it, it speaks I'm, to Texas tech specifically. I'm annoyed in this world that it takes what I think is a play for a tougher, smarter, more clever player yeah. to make out of the game. So we removed a little portion of the game where a tougher, smarter, more clever guy can make a play. Why? I guess to help the guys that are not as tough, smarter, clever. I don't know. But either way, that's going to be an experience. And I'm sure nothing that fans will be upset at at any point throughout the season. All right, Chris, I enjoyed the go around with you once again here today. We're back to do it tomorrow on the other side. Had a Joey McGuire press conference bumped a day. So we're going to be back in the land of the pigskin coming up tomorrow with some thoughts from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. We'll get back to hoops. We'll talk Aggies and Red Raiders as they're dancing in Denton coming up this weekend before we're out of here this week and a couple of Big 12 headlines to get to as well. So hope you'll join us then. Chris, thanks for the time as always, man. Hope it is alive. <laughs> Just don't try to take a charge. That's right. That hope has been dashed. <laughs> apparently. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe on YouTube, reading where you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And be back here for the next round of Locked on Texas Tech.